0: Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer, and today I am joined by Dr. Sanjutka Brahma, a senior lecturer in finance, to talk about research into LGBTQ and finance, and how LGBTQ-friendly policies can actually enhance corporate governance. Sanjutka, thank you very much for coming onto the show. It's great to see you today.
1: It's great to see you, Craig. So thanks for inviting me.
0: No, this seems like a really important, really interesting piece of research. So the paper is entitled LGBTQ and Finance. Tell me what your research explored.
1: So this is a research uh, I have done with a few other colleagues from other universities. And basically, it is a research on a review of literature on LGBTQ and finance. So as academics, uh, academics, we always want to explore what is out there, what are the new Mm -hmm. areas we can research on because it is hard to find a gap in research. So one reason we did the review of literature is to see what are the gaps in existing research on LGBTQ and in the area of finance. And um, we have broadly identified four key areas and we have divided our study into four themes. Okay. So for the first theme was LGBTQ friendly policies and firm performance, LGBTQ supportive policy and corporate governance, LGBTQ policy related to household financing decisions, and finally, LGBTQ policies and economic performance. So these are the four areas which we looked into the existing literature in these four areas.
0: So why did you choose to do this thing?
1: Well, we found that there is a shift in corporate alongside social mood on the issue of LGBTQ policies in finance. For instance, in August 2021, um, the Securities and Exchange Commission in US they approved the proposal from Nasdaq to adopt listing rules uh, supporting board diversity. So, under the new rules, companies will be required to meet gender and racial diversity requirements with at least one board member who identifies as LGBTQ. So that was a requirement and NASDAQ um, has approved that. So, so there is a clearly shift in focus yeah. and more a focus on improving the diversity in organizations. Mm-hmm. And also now you know that we have the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So UN SDG Goal 5 and 10 talks about diversity, reduced inequality. Mm-hmm. So most organizations now aim towards addressing that they are meeting the UN SDG Goals. So that is another reason that we thought it's interesting to find out what are the current literature in this area. Also, there is an index called the Corporate Equality Index, Mm -hmm. which has data for about last 10, 15 years on how corporates are good, their corporates are ranked according to equality. So what it has been found like in 2021, the Human Rights Foundation campaign group, they identified about 767 businesses. And um, they said that these businesses are the best place to work for LGBTQ equality. And some of the names, some of the few popular names are like Apple, Amazon, Pfizer, Tesla, Twitter. These are some of the few names out okay. of those 767 companies which are ranked in that index. So what we have found that there is clearly a gap in the survey. There is clearly a gap in mm-hmm. what are the existing policies. So that's why we started to explore this area.
0: So how did you conduct this research
1: then? Initially we did a literature review and we found, we identified 73 studies. As I said I have co-authors from four other universities, from University of Stirling, from University of Liverpool, uh, University of Essex and University of Kent. So there are four more co-authors in this study. So what we did uh, was uh, each of us took one of the themes to look at. So I particularly focused on the review of LGBTQ policy and corporate governance. So my other co-authors focused on the other three themes. We'll
0: we'll talk about the LGBTQ and corporate governance in the area that you study. Tell me about how you conducted your research and tell me about some of your findings.
1: Right. So in the area of corporate governance. So basically what we found was um, like firms across the world embrace LGBTQ. And it has been some studies have looked into LGBTQ policy and the the firm performance how uh, whether there was any abnormal performance so what it has been seen that whenever the corporate equality score was uh, announced there was no significant negative abnormal return so it was it, it was a consistent positive element across the shareholders so what and also there is uh, some studies which have looked into shareholder activism so a lot of shareholders now want the the companies they are investing in to be more inclusive. So it has been seen that wherever there is more shareholder activism, those companies have started to be more inclusive and adopting more LGBTQ-friendly policies. And also it has been seen that large firms with high performance, intense research and development are more likely to adopt the same-sex domestic partnership benefits. Also, there has been a positive relationship which has been found between the corporate equality scores and firm innovation. So whenever there is more firm innovation, those firms have a higher um, score of corporate equality index. Also, there has been studies which has looked into higher corporate equality index and market valuation. So, firms with higher corporate equality index also has a higher market valuation. So, these are some of the findings on in relation to LGBTQ and corporate governance.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. What be some of the other areas like LGBTQ and finance, LGBTQ and economic performance? I know that this is stuff that your colleagues... Can you explain some of that? Sure,
1: of course, so um, there has been very interesting finding, particularly found the finding on LGBT and household finance very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, what has been seen is uh, uh, same-sex couples, they face more discrimination when they go uh, to get a mortgage. So there has been 74% more likely to be a mortgage denied for same-sex couples than heterosexual couples, which is a very interesting and also a very concerning finding, I can say. And it also has been seen that LGBTQ people are more likely to be tenants rather than homeowners. So these are some of the things where there is a lot of work that needs to be done to improve the equality. Also, it has been seen that same-sex couples tend to invest in less risky assets, and one of the study also said that one of the reasons they invest in less risky assets and they have higher savings rate than heterosexual couples is mainly because they want to be more precautionary because because of the discrimination they are likely to face. They have more insecurity than heterosexual couples. So that is one of the interesting findings. Another study has uh, reported that homosexual couples tend to save more as a measure of annual mortgage payments. So these are some of the findings we have found in um, in the context of LGBTQ and household finance, we have also looked into the findings on, on LGBTQ and economic performance overall. So, there is a one study which has included a global data set of 116 countries, and they have shown that LGBTQ inclusion improves human capital skills and also it facilitates uh, national innovative capacity. So, this is an interesting thing. And another study on Canada has found that there has been $8 in cost that has been incurred to address the effects of homophobia. So these are some of the concerning findings we have found. So another study has shown that a new inclusion index that covers 132 countries, and they have found that there is a positive relationship between GDP per capita and LGBTQ inclusion. So these are some of the findings in the context of LGBTQ and economic performance. What we have found is most of the studies are focused on US data. So that is a big gap in research because most of the LGBTQ policies are uh, in the context of US data. Another lack in research what we have seen is most of these studies are focusing on lesbian or gay couple studies. There has been, because we are calling it LGBTQ, so there has been very few studies on transgender. So that is also an important gap that needs to be addressed because most of this data, I think one of the reasons behind the lack of research on transgender is because they are still not very much included in workplace okay. or there is a still a lack of their participation in the workplace. Very, very, they are in minority and that is one of the finding we have found. And do you want me to talk about the overall findings? I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, what are
0: some of the overall findings from these four areas that you looked at?
1: The first finding is there is a strong consensus that LGBTQ-friendly policies are associated with improvement in firm performance. So that is strong finding which has come out from all the research on firm performance. As I said, the major limitation is the geographic concentration, and it is totally 90% of the studies we have reviewed have looked into only US data. The second consensus that has emerged from literature is that corporations are likely to adopt LGBTQ non-discrimination policies if they are pressurized by shareholders and corporate activism. So that is an interesting finding which shows that shareholders in general are more concerned about where they're investing in. more, Most of us now are more responsible investors, which is an interesting finding. And another area of consensus is on the relative difference in household financing decisions between homosexuals and heterosexual couples. And finally, a strong consensus has emerged on the positive effects of LGBTQ policies on economic growth. And as I said, to date, research on transgender people is limited and more research is needed to investigate the effects of transgender populations on economic development.
0: Now this is very important research. and very useful research, but how can we put your findings into a practical context?
1: So the practical there are several practical contexts. The first of all, in the relation of household finance, as I said, there has been reports of discrimination in mortgage. As as I said, LGBTQ people are more tenants than homeowners. So there is important uh, policy implication. Government regulations should bring in focus to see that. All the banks and, um, are, are providing equality in terms of their mortgage and there is no discrimination in that regard. And also the other interesting finding is that it has been seen that investors are more responsible now. So there are more shareholder activism in, in relation to putting pressures on firms to include LGBTQ friendly policies. So these are some of the important policy implications of the research. And also I have found several gaps in research. As I said, originally Mm -hmm. the whole idea was to see what new we can do because we always try to find out new areas to research. And that's the reason we did a literature, thorough literature Mm -hmm. review on this area so that we can add more research in this area. And, in fact, some of my future research projects are related to some of the gaps I have identified. That's
0: very interesting. I just wanted to ask you that. Do you have any other projects you're going to be working on in the
1: future? Yes, actually two research projects I'm, I've started working on. It's still in a very early stage. One is CEO power and LGBTQ policy. Okay. So one of my current research, it is under review in a, in a journal, is on CEO power and m mergers and acquisitions. So what I have done in that research is I have created an index of CEO power. So we have identified several indicators which can show that CEOs how CEOs can be more powerful based on those index. So I have created an index of CEO power on Fortune 500 companies because that index is already ready on, and I have that done that index creation for that other research paper. So now I want to include that data, that index, in the context of LGBTQ. So the data for LGBTQ is coming from the Corporate Equality Index, as I mentioned earlier. So we have about fifteen years data on Corporate Equality Index. So we will do statistical analysis. So so far I have done the data collection. Um, so the analysis and writing up is still left to be done, which is a thing for my summer project. <laughs> uh, so what I what I intend to do is um, I want to find out whether powerful CEOs are more friendly towards including lgbtq policies in their workplace or they are more discriminatory so that is the main objective of this research to find out and as i said we have several indicators of ceo power like ceo prestige sometimes one company ceo can be independent directors in other companies so that will be that will lead to higher prestige power so that is one indicator of power that the second indicator we have looked at is duality sometimes ceo is also the chairman in the board so if a CEO is also a chairman, they have higher power. So we are including CEO duality as, a, as an indicator of power. The third indicator is founder. So if the CEO is a founder of that organization, he is tend to be more powerful. He will have more sway over the board of directors. So that is another indicator of power. We have also included a CEO pay slides, like what is the share of CEO's pay in relation to the top five directors in the board? So, if CEO pay lies is significantly higher than the other directors, then also it means that CEO has significant influence to decide what his pay should be and he's claiming a higher share of the the pay. So, that is also an indicator of power. And also, we have taken some other measures like CEO tenure, like how long, if a CEO is there for about 10, 15 years, he might have more influence over the board of directors than a comparatively new CEO. So, these are all the... Measures of CEO power we have, and so this this is how we have created the index.
0: Certainly sounds like you've got a lot to keep you busy then, over the next week while.
1: It certainly is, yeah, <laughs> it's a busy time.
0: Now you've been at Glasgow Caledonia University since 2011, yes, I believe. So. T- uh, tell me about your journey in academia and tell me a bit about your experiences working at the university.
1: Right. So I have been in academia for almost 20 years now. (laughs) So before coming to GCU, I was a research assistant. I started my academic journey as a research assistant in Cranfield University. And then I did my PhD in Open University in Milton Keynes. So I lived in Milton Keynes before moving on here in Scotland. So as, as you said, I joined here in 2011 as a lecturer in finance and in 2014, I got promoted to senior lecturer. So it has been a good journey. It has been a positive learning curve all around and I, I enjoy working here and also both teaching and research, I'm both passionate about these areas.
0: Definitely. And it sounds like your area of research, it really does fit in with the mission as a university for the common good. And does, as you mentioned earlier, tie in with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals.
1: Yes, exactly. Because And that is another area of research I'm looking at. So apart from the one that I just now mentioned, the other research I'm looking at is how CEO power can impact on UN Sustainable Development Goals. So I have downloaded about... Um, I mean, Fortune 500 companies SDG data for about five years. Since the SDG data came in, in place, I have I've got the data. So it's a big database, which I've, I mean, big data set that I've got. So I need to really refine the data to do the study. So it is very in a very initial stage.
0: Well, when you go together, I will catch up with you again and we'll do another podcast about that. But Sanjutka, that was excellent. That was great to talk to you today. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you for inviting me. So it was lovely talking to
0: you. Excellent. Thank you very much. And I would also like to thank everyone for tuning in to today's show. And I hope you can join us again next time. We'll be talking with another member of the GCU community about the great work that goes on at the university. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and pretty much everywhere else and you'll get every episode sent straight to your listening device. Until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast.